Good morning, you guys. It's Amanda and Barron back with the Kicking Cancer Care Show. And we want to give a huge shout out and thank you for our sponsors, Breezy HVAC and Odmos Pizza, for helping us in continuing this movement. So let's kind of recap on what we talked about last week. I kind of took you guys through the, um, what we call the love and run. Right. And if you remember, we talked about this friend of mine named Victoria Shin. Yes, yes. And I had met her during July of 2018. And then we did our, our love and run, and there was a, two sisters and a brother. I told you about them and their little feather yep. experience. Yep, love that feather story. Yeah. So I went back to Victoria after the love and run. She was just asking how it turned out. And I told her that story about the feather. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, again, this was like October of 2018. Okay. <laughs> and she said, you have got to find a way to tell these stories. Well, I don't, I'm not even sure now how many newsletters we have out, but we— <laughs> We did our first newsletter to tell the story of Marsha, mm-hmm. the, the person that was the feather, right? Right. Um, and then I thought by about December of that year, I wonder if I could do a radio show. And yes, you can. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> uh, at the time, um, you had someone coming to a lot of the greeters that was with KSLM. Yeah. And so I sat and talked to her, and that's how I met Terry mm-hmm. here, and we began doing shows together. But again, that's Terry's show. I was a guest on his show. Well, now, guess what? You and I have a show. We do, we do. <laughs> so it was just, it was my goal back then when I began hearing these amazing people and these amazing stories that maybe maybe I could become a voice of telling their stories. Absolutely. And that's where we sit now. And the amazing traction that you've gotten from this as well to be here where you are and sharing these stories is huge. And so... So many amazing stories that I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, as as I've said hard to you, some of these stories are easier than other stories. I would have to agree. <laughs> and there's been a few of these that I've told you. And, and I'm like, hey, can we have some more positive light on this, please? Well, happy, You're killing my emotions. Happy stories. <laughs> uh, but the stories have now come from as far as way of Seattle. We had we had two. Well, one from Seattle, one from Olympia. We had one from Spokane. We had one from um, Ephraim, a little town up in Washington. Um, we had one submitted from Idaho Falls, wow. and I'm excited that we're going to get one soon from Italy. It's amazing how much farther your reach continues to go out more and more. That's that's awesome. You're doing you're doing it, and you're doing something right. <laughs> well, and I think part of that was um, our initial uh, board of directors for the organization. We worked really hard to define who we were mm-hmm. as an organization, right? Right, and we came up with this two words: kicking cancer, kicking cancer. And we came up with a very cartoonish but angry donkey mm-hmm. as our logo. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and and so whether you're in the Philippines or Singapore or Italy, we just picked up someone in the country of Bulgaria. Oh, wow. Uh, and because if they find me on social media or our website, those two words, kick and cancer, and that cute little donkey <laughs> – resonates with people globally. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I agree. Um, so we have literally, and now you and I together, we, we're creating a global movement mm-hmm. to kick cancer. I love it. I love it. So you have a website people can go to to find these past stories or even the stories we're touching on now? Yes. So if they go to kicking, you got to add the G, kicking-cancer.org, that's our website. Okay. Uh, there's a tab, tabs like most websites have. There's a tab that says stories, and we're up to like 50 stories on there. Okay. Um, there's a search engine. So if you're wanting breast cancer stories or 
brain cancer, if there's oh, a specific okay. thing, you can put that in there. If you're looking for somebody's name, you know, you can use that search engine because there's so many stories now. Right, right. Um, or you can scroll, whatever you want to do. From the homepage, there's also a link to all these newsletters. Okay. The newsletters always have four stories, two on the front, two on the back. And then we put the other ones in as a blog. So if you find a story of someone you know, you want to add some comments, those are active blogs. I love that you can add the comments. Yeah. So how do if somebody wants to buy a Kicking Cancer shirt, is that on your website? It will be soon. It will be. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're actually developing a store on the website. Uh, one of the interesting ripple effects of the pandemic was there was about six or eight months where I stopped selling shirts because my supplier couldn't get shirts. The world stopped for a minute. It literally stopped. <laughs> I'm like, I can't, uh, he hadn't, re- he hadn't been able to replenish my orders in, in some weeks. And I said, what's going on? So I went in to see him. He took me to his website that he orders shirts from. They, they were out there. He couldn't buy shirts to put the stuff on. Right. So we're, we're, the inventory is finally back up. We're going to actually create a store that you can go to and buy like any other website. Yeah. Uh, but it made no sense to put a store up there if you couldn't get Abs- Agreed. Product agreed. Fair enough. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. We didn't want to activate a store and then immediately yeah. have back orders. Have issues with you it. Know? Yeah. Um, the other fun thing is that besides just T-shirts, we do polo shirts. Oh, all right. And they're personalized. Okay. So it's it. I realize that everybody wants to wear a shirt that has this big logo on the front. Mm-hmm. So it's actually men's and women's style shirts. And right here over your pocket is embroidery with our logo. And it says honoring with whoever's name you want to put on it. Oh, okay. That's really cool. So they're really very cool. personalized polo yeah, shirts. Yeah. I like it. We've got hats. We've got sweatpants. We've got a whole apparel line. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need to go. I need to give me some of that. <laughs> so we'll, well have to keep our listeners posted on when that store is up and going. Yeah. And I do owe you a T-shirt, by the way. You do. I you do. do. <laughs> <laughs> that you do. I'm kind of yeah. disappointed I haven't gotten one by now. <laughs> well, you'll have one by the time we get together next time. So <laughs> Perfect. And then if people want to donate to the cause, how do they do that? From the homepage, immediately on the top right, there's a little donate button. Okay. And you can just donate there. Uh, a lot of the events that we have going on, those oh, are great yes. ways to donate inadvertently you know like last time we talked about the love and run that's going to come up in august Mm -hmm. so for that you're going to spend 40 bucks you're going to get a shirt of the color you want and you're going to do this walk well a lot of that is a fundraiser for us that's kind of your way of donating right or if you just want to go to the website hit donate and you know make a donation there too that'd be great yep the the last i checked there's a, a website that shows me how much has been donated um we haven't we we transfer money every quarter, mm-hmm. so I haven't made the last transfer, but there's about five thousand dollars that needs transferred over to the bank. Right, right. So people are donating. That's awesome. That's um, awesome. Well, it's a great, amazing cause to donate to and bring awareness to. Well, and I and I did tell someone that you know, unlike many other cancer organizations, we're not raising money for research, mm-hmm. and we're not raising money to transport you to the hospital. We're raising money to help bring awareness to not getting cancer. We're telling stories of local people. We do fundraisers that help local people. All the money stays local. Yeah, that's. I think that's huge and important as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, getting back to our stuff, um, you have some shocking news that you wanted to share, right? Well, I I do. Okay. I do. And I think this is interesting. This is actually an article from April fifth, two thousand nineteen. Okay. So it's from the Statesman Journal. Not very long ago. Not very long ago. And most papers actually will do some associated press articles. So the article itself is actually an associated press article. Okay. 
But there's two people mentioned, and I think this is the interesting point we can talk about. Um, the first gentleman, his name is Tom Smith. So the article says, Tom Smith hesitated to buy light bulbs guaranteed for up to 10 years, thinking they, the light bulbs, might outlast him. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Jeez, what a sad thought. I know. It's kind of scary to think that the light bulbs will last longer than you Very, (laughs) very. Um, The other one is a gentleman named Terry Langbaum. He debated about filling a prescription for a $13,000 a month. Whoa. Whoa. Want me to say it again? Yeah, please. $13,000 a month. $13,000 a month for a prescription? Yeah, so it's a drug that keeps cancer from worsening for three months on average. And carries six pages of warnings. So is it even worth it? Will it make you better or worse? That's well, and if the, it's six and, pages. Yeah. So the, terrifying. The, the interesting part for me in that sentence alone is it keeps cancer from worsening for only three months. For three up months to three months. So it doesn't actually get rid of the cancer. It just kind of keeps it from getting worse for three months, mm-hmm. and it has six pages of warnings. And I would love to know, like, what are the life expectancy of those six pages? Like, is that long-term side effects, yeah. short-term? I feel like it would be know. very long-term. But what's intriguing about these two, these two gentlemen, Tom is a doctor and the palliative care chief at the John Hopkins oh. University. Okay. So he's not just, you know, some guy. Right. Um, and he is being treated for metastatic prostate cancer. Sad. Um, the other gentleman, Terry, is also at Hopkins. He's an administrator at the Hopkins University who developed three new cancers from radiation treatment he had 37 years ago. So he did radiation for a cancer. And 37 then, years ago. And then got cancer, three different new types of cancer. Correct. Whoa. So it makes you wonder, is it, do you do radiation? Well, and, and if I go back, so 37 years ago he gets cancer. They use radiation. Now he's got three new cancers. From these new cancers, he has a drug that's $13,000 a month that doesn't wow. cure it. It yeah. keeps making worse, and it has six pages of side effects. That would be, yeah, I don't know if I could do that again. <laughs> that, I would be terrified of any of the medications. Right, if, right. In all honesty. So do you have an example of somebody local that's dealt with this? I do. Okay. I do. And before I tell you that story, there's a the last oh, part of this. No, you're good. The last part of the story, the uh, there's a person there. Her name is Dr. Elizabeth Jaffe. She's actually the de- deputy director. Mm-hmm. So, again, she's a pretty high up with yeah. this. She's at the Sydney uh, Kimmel Cancer Center okay. with John Hopkins. So she says, it's really about time that this happens. Patients should be asked what side effects and risks they're willing to accept. Yeah, absolutely, because it could be worse. Yeah. It could be way worse. So I, I, I actually talked to a doctor here locally, and we, t- we use that word side effects. Mm-hmm. And he says, there is no such thing as good side effects or bad side effects. Anything you do has a side effect. Has a side effect. <laughs> Fair enough. You know? Yes. So if you choose to go this route and they go, well, it has bad side effects. He says, no, everything has a side effect. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of whether it's going to accomplish what you want or not. Right. In this case, like we're talking about, 
the, the choice this gentleman made to have radiation 37 years ago created a bad side effect. Very. And now he has three new cancers. And a $13,000 monthly bill. Right. <laughs> for a medication. <clears throat> so even at John Hopkins, what they're saying now is that patients need to ask themselves, what side effects are they willing to accept? Yeah. So I don't know you, what side effects I'd be willing to take. Well, let me tell you a story, and you can tell me whether you would accept these side effects. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to take you back to 2018, that very first year. It was September of that year. We had formed a Facebook page. It has now become the Kicking Cancer Facebook page, but back then it was called Help Team Brenda. Okay. Which is my sister. Yeah. <clears throat> and she was the administrator, and she sends me this message, and she says, do you know someone named Marissa Castro? Marissa lives in Newburgh. I'm like, I, I don't know Marissa. She assumed I did because I'm here in Salem and right, she's in local. Arizona, right? I don't know who the Marissa person is. Well, Marissa had been diagnosed with breast cancer, and she was looking for alternatives. So your traditional Western medicine way of getting cancer out is you cut it out, mm -hmm. you burn it out with radiation, or you poison it out with chemotherapy. Okay. That's your traditional ways. Right. Okay? She had found a, a method called cryoblation. Oh, okay. Have you heard of that? I have not. What does that... So if you break that word down, cryo mm -hmm. is freeze. Okay. Okay. So if you can catch the can if you can catch the tumor at a small enough stage, you can actually inject a needle directly on the cell. Mm -hmm. You put nitrous oxide on the cell and you freeze the tumor. Oh, that's cool. And then it breaks up and you sweat it out, urinate it, whatever, but this the cancerous cell then leaves your body. I like that way. So it's cryoblasion. Yeah. Okay. Um but you have to catch it in that little window? Yeah. And there's, I mean, obviously blood cancer is not going to be an option. Okay. Because you can't exactly freeze the, you know. Right. So there's only certain cancers that cryoblation will work with. But breast cancer is one that it will work with if you can catch the cancerous cell early enough. Okay. So Marissa knew that she had breast cancer. It was still in the early stages, so that was an option for her. There, At that time, there's only two places on the West Coast that even did cryoblation. Wow. So it's not a very common thing that they use? Correct. I wonder why. My personal opinion, it's only $1,800 <laughs> to do cryoblasion. So it's too cheap. They don't make enough money on it. You said that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll um, go with that. <laughs> cryoblasion is a relatively inexpensive way to treat cancer. Okay. At that time, there was one in San Francisco and one in Seattle that did it. So you think about how big L.A. is. Nobody in L.A. was doing cryoblation, really. Only one in San Francisco. Yeah. Nothing in Portland. That is interesting, especially with it being so cheap. You think that would be more of a, a doable option for most. Right. So Marissa's over here in Newburgh. She's mm -hmm. doing a, a Google search about cryoblation. My sister just posted an article on our Facebook page about cryoblation. Google Analytics captured those two requests. Oh, I love that. And that's how we met Marissa. Okay. Okay. So I reached out to Marissa, and, and I said, hey, I'm over here in Salem. This is our nonprofit. Can we visit? She came over here, and we sat down and visited. And I told her that we have this way where we can help local people in the fight. At the time, she just wanted enough money to fly to San Francisco to get the cryoblation. Right. So our goal back then was just to raise enough money to help her get the plane ticket. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, by the time I met her, the, the tumor was now waking up. And if the tumor is an isolated little cell, it's just a circle, 
Um, a lot of time, breast cancer will create these little tentacles, mm-hmm. and once the tentacles create, cryoblasium doesn't become an option. There's there's <sighs> it's too many fingers right. involved, right? Right. So it had woken up. Um, Marissa was a small framed person. Uh, she I gave her a size small shirt; it was too big. Oh, yeah. And, not very large-breasted, and so mm-hmm. there was nothing to cushion the growth of a tumor. Right. Um, once it woke up, the plan was to do a mastectomy and cut the tumor out in December. She's involved in teaching, and so it was during the Christmas break. Okay, yep. By the time I met her, the tumor was growing fast enough they were worried it was going to push through her skin. Whoa. So they had moved the surgery Holy date smokes. to Halloween. So two months earlier, they were like, now we have to. We have to do it now. Or it's going to push Jeez. through your skin. How terrifying. Yes. <laughs> so could you, could you visibly see see it? Or, uh, I mean, maybe not you personally, but... Her, she could. You could... I mean, wow. I, didn't, I didn't ask to see it. But <laughs> <laughs> she, she could see um, some she, something pushing against right. her skin. That's wow. The tumor was at the point that they could she could actually see it pushing against her skin. That's got to put it into a different perspective when you know something's inside of your body and that it's killing you, but to actually visually see and feel that I can't personally explain that, but I could imagine that would be uh, a totally different perspective and heartache. Yeah. And and this may be even easier for you than me as a female. Right. You know, uh, it was on the, it was in her left breast. Um and so she had made the decision to go ahead and, and have the have it cut out. Um, we got involved as an organization, put some fundraisers together to help her out, uh, and we did those through October, November, December. And it was it was really gratifying to meet up with her after she had had the surgery, after she was beginning to heal, and and hand her a check to use yeah. for whatever she Just needed. Help her out with right? the bills and all of that. Yeah, and that's, that's cool. always been our goal is. We're not going to dictate what you do with your money. If if you want to pay off a debt, if you want to go on a trip, because you know, hopefully you're not just going to blow it. Right. We, we haven't dictated the money. This is just our way of helping you out. Yeah. Okay. Make your life a little bit easier. Exactly. What was interesting though is I would decide to follow up with her a year later. Okay. So I called her October of nineteen just to see how she was doing. Yeah. And uh, she said, well, "Can we get together now?" Just the phraseology of that by itself. You're, yeah. So I said, sure. So she drives over. We met out at Kaiser Station and visited for a little bit. And um, and she said, well, the cancer's come back. Oh, except dang it. initially it was on the left side mm-hmm. and it was relatively contained. Okay. It had come back on the right side. And the easiest way to describe it is initially it was like a bullet. It was just one area. Right. When it came back, it was like shotgun. Everywhere. It was like the pellets of a shotgun, right? Right, right. So it is spray, and there's anyone that knows breast cancer, there's a term for that. I don't know what it's called, but basically it was scattered through her neck and, and the upper part of her shoulder, and so the cancer's Holy just smokes. everywhere on this side of her body. And now cutting it out wasn't an option. Because it's just everywhere. Because it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So poison it out became the option. That was the only option. And she was highly opposed to chemotherapy. Okay. So we go back to that article I just read. Yeah. She she had already in her mind thought about the side effects of chemotherapy. And she wasn't willing to deal with the side effects. Yeah. I don't blame her. So so now what do you do? Right? you got cancer all along that rest of your body. 
Um, cancer feeds in an acidic environment. Mm -hmm. So if you can find a way to get your body more alkaline, the cancer has less chance of growing. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, so she changed the tea that she drank. She changed the food that she ate. She can, I remember visiting her house one day, and, and her whole kitchen was different than most people's kitchens because she was creating an alkaline environment in her body. Okay. So she, she gave it her all. She fought this on her terms. Yeah. Okay. Right? So then in October of 2020, my sister comes to visit again and did one of these love and runs with us. Mm -hmm. um, and Marissa came over from Newburgh to meet my sister. And they had a, just a wonderful, wonderful visit. Oh, good. Um, and at that point, she was, she was kind of fighting her cancer similar to the way my sister was fighting her cancer. Right. Very, very natural way to fight it, right? Yeah. I bet that was cool that she got to meet her. Oh, they had a— Because Brenda's the one that kind of put it all together, the meeting and the introduction and all of that, right? Yep. So, so to finally meet the person that inspired yeah. her, yeah. right? Um, and, and they had a great, great visit. They they kept corresponding through Facebook Messenger and, you know, Brenda Probably would, came super close. Exactly. Yeah. Brenda was giving her encouragement from Arizona. Yeah. Um, and so early 2021, so roughly a year ago, um, I reached out to Marissa just to say, you know, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. And she said, not very good. Dang it. Um, I think I think she had fought as long as she could fight. Yeah. But her body could only do it for so long. And this would be February that I reached out to her. Okay. And she said, I might make it through the weekend. Might make it through the weekend. Yeah. Well, that just gave me goosebumps. I was going <laughs> to ask if that gave you shivers or goosebumps, but I can only imagine it did. Yeah. And, and I said, well, can I come over and visit you? Well, again, February of 2021, we are in the heart of lockdown pandemic. Oh, yeah. Um, the hospital she was at over in the Newburgh area, the only thing that could visit her was her family. So I couldn't go see her, and only one time ever at a time could go in. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that would have been like on a Thursday or a Friday. She wasn't sure she'd make it through the weekend. She didn't make it till Tuesday. Okay. Um, and she passed away February 19th. Oh, how heartbreaking. 37 years old with an 8-year-old kid. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. That's really sad. Do you think she made the right choice by going the way she did with their diet? Or do you think radiation would have been more helpful? Hindsight's always twenty twenty. It's kind of that's on what you... That's a hard question. That is. I, I'm, well, I'm let, me, let me throw that question back to you. <laughs> As a female... With breast cancer and those options, what would you have done? I honestly don't know. Um, that's a really difficult decision. How do you know you're making the right decision? Um, I feel like there's successes from both, and that's your life. Mm -hmm. How do you actually choose? Right. I don't think, I don't know if I could. Someone told her when she made the decision she did that. She was going to get a lot of ridicule because she wasn't taking the traditional route. And I said, she fought it on her terms the way she wanted to fight it. Yeah. Now, my sister's fighting it on a very similar terms as Marissa, and my sister's doing great. Right. It's, it was Marissa's fight. She fought the way she wanted to fight it. Yeah. And ultimately, her body just couldn't keep fighting, and then she passed away. Yeah. But um, one of the things that we do as an organization is we try to bring awareness to those that do fight. Mm -hmm. And there's a phrase from the Gettysburg Address, and you'll see me use it on social media. President Lincoln said from those that died at Gettysburg, do not let them die in vain. 
Absolutely. And, and Marissa's one of those that we say, do not let her die in vain. Absolutely. And she left her eight-year-old son. How sad. Yeah. Do you guys have contact with him afterwards? A little bit. Yeah. Not, not as much, but right, a little bit. Right, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, sorry, that wasn't quite the happy story you wanted. No, but. <laughs> it wasn't. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what I would do. That would... Because, I mean, that's a real position for so many people, and we don't realize it, on what decision to make. And sometimes doing radiation could be... That could even be more problemsome. So... Yeah. Well, we are going to wrap it up, and we will continue next Saturday... Yeah, as, as the, the movement, movement continues. continues.